0: may the lord bless you and also with you or should i say also with (laughs) y'all hey it's ash wednesday yes the Lenten season has begun and i'm john rawl this is the y'all show hopefully your fat tuesday wasn't too exciting and you're kind of back into the grind here and perhaps you're fasting on this holy day for many across the southeast We're just glad you're taking a little time to include the Y'all Show in with your celebration. All right, coming up on today's Ash Wednesday Y'all Show, we've got headlines from across the Southeast. In fact, something coming out of a Catholic church in Florida that's a real head-scratcher. makes you wonder what kind of crazies are going into churches these days. We'll have that as part of our Scanning the South. We'll also look back at Tuesday night's Democratic debate in Charleston, South Carolina as South Carolinians have their primary on Saturday. And things got interesting there at the Gillard Auditorium in downtown Charleston Tuesday night. Information on that. Plus, Republican attorney generals from several southern states have gathered in their... Not so happy with the Democrats. We've got that headline coming your way in our scanning of headlines from across the Southeast. Later this first hour of today's Y'all Show, Jonathan Lifeite, he is our ACC insider. Jonathan worked with CBS Sports Digital and 24 7 Sports, and he's going to come on and provide an ACC spotlight. Now, the question about ACC basketball right now is how many teams are actually going to go dancing? This has not been the best of years for the Atlantic Coast Conference, and Jonathan's going to tell us about that. There was an article recently out about the coaches of the ACC saying, hey, never mind what's been going on, we'll right the ship, and although we won't have maybe as strong of a postseason contribution from a lot of our teams, we're still going to do just fine. And we'll get Mr. Liefite to weigh in on that. Plus, we'll look at ACC women's basketball. This is the final week of the ladies' play before they head off to their conference tournament. Then we have ACC baseball, as week two of college baseball was last week. And some ACC teams doing really well. One ACC team, the team that went into the weekend, I think ranked highest in most of the polls, the Miami Hurricanes, they got blanked. By their arrival from up in Gainesville, the Florida Gators went into Coral Gables and swept the Canes. We'll have Jonathan weigh in on that and what else is going on with ACC College Baseball. Plus, the latest with ACC football news, and you're not going to believe the sound coming from a big lineman for the NC State Wolfpack. As NC State's getting ready to start spring practice and more, well, they've got a talented lineman who's talented on and off the field, and if you don't believe me, Stick around for our ACC spotlight when we talk a little football, and you're going to get to hear the sounds of this Wolfpack football playmaker all that coming up in our acc spotlight here today and when we get to hour two on the y'all show we'll start off hour two with hashtag HuddleBlue. our dive deep into the social media stratosphere what's going on with instagram and twitter we'll tell you we'll tell you the fact that it's ash wednesday we've got an ash wednesday related tweet to get things going today that's coming your way. Then we'll have Precious Harris appear direct from Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee with all the country music headlines and more More feedback from her on last week's country radio seminar, the big event there that draws a lot of artists into nashville for a couple of days all that coming up on today's y'all show our number we'd love to hear from you here on the program 803-816-1170 our website is y'all.com y-a-l-l.com and you also can find our podcast edition of this show if you want to listen to the show while driving down the highway maybe you want to go get on the treadmill and you want to listen to it, you want to listen to this show, when you want to listen to it, well, there's a couple of ways for you to do that. First of all, you can go to our website, y'all.com, and look for our show there at the bottom of the homepage. That's one way to to hear hear us. You can hit the little green play button, and there we are. We also are on a couple of really cool podcast apps like iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, and the Apple Podcast app. All are free. All you have to do is search for Y'all Show and we're right there awaiting your free download just love to have you part of the y'all nation as we have this show that really focuses on the south like no other all right let's get into the headlines of the southeast today and on tuesday night at the gill auditorium the newly refurbished it's been it's a couple of years now they went in there and did a massive multi-million dollar job on this historic place there in downtown charleston south carolina just off of what would that be uh no, meeting street i guess meeting street right right there near the college of charleston it's really across the parking lot from Emanuel AME Church where that awful shooting, which, by the way, we've got a Dylan Roof story to tell you about here in just a few minutes as we continue our headlines across the southeast. That was the gunman that killed those nine innocent people back in 2015. But the gill yard right there on Meeting Street in downtown Charleston, South Carolina, it hosted the Democratic Debate for South Carolina Tuesday night, televised on CBS and I thought bloomberg maybe i mean who's to say it was another one and and i think again we're seeing bernie sanders have the opportunity even if he doesn't finish ahead of if he doesn't finish ahead of joe biden this weekend you got three people to keep your eye on bloomberg biden and then you have joe biden bloomberg and bernie sanders Now, Bloomberg's not really even on the ballot this weekend in South Carolina. His performance of the debate won't really have much of an effect at all this weekend. But what he's counting on is next Tuesday as March 3rd is the Super Tuesday date where roughly eight states in the South all have their primary on Tuesday. And Bloomberg is counting on a big, big day Tuesday, March 3rd. And that's why this debate in South Carolina critical, because I don't even think there's another debate prior to Super Tuesday. So this serves as a a double duty for Mayor Mike Bloomberg, or as I call him, the carpetbagger, because that's what he's done. He's come south and he's going to other states, too, but mostly in the south. And he's spending his money and he's gaudy and he thinks he can just do whatever he wants to because he's got a couple uh Uh, is he a hundred billionaire or just maybe like a 90 billion dollar guy 60 billion dollars i think is maybe the number for him regardless i wouldn't mind playing mike bloomberg for a day or two and seeing what it's like to have that kind of money in your pocket but yes the democrats in south carolina trying to figure out what's going on there before they spend all their attention for about two or three days on the very important super tuesday states which you got some big ones in that super tuesday and so some of your southern states that are having primaries aren't going to necessarily draw a lot of your national presidential contenders because they're too worried about what's going on in texas as that state's up for grabs tuesday and also california is the other big grab that's why bernie sanders is likely just about going to sew things up according to a lot of people really according to me if he does extremely well as he's expected to in texas and he does extremely well in california next week that should put him definitely in the glide path toward the nomination whether people want to have it or not that just seems to be the way things are going now with that in mind state attorney generals that are republicans at least are coming to south carolina and They're talking about the radical Democratic agenda, and they were doing that just before Tuesday's debate in Charleston. As you had South Carolina's Attorney General, Alan Wilson, the Attorney General of the great state of Arkansas, Leslie Rutledge, and Georgia's Attorney General, Chris Carr. They rallied against the Democratic Party's leftward tilt, claiming candidates and lawmakers are playing to a fringe base that is now expanding. South Carolina's Attorney General Wilson said every single reasonable position that every major Democratic leader at the national level has had, they have abandoned to appease and appeal to a very loud minority of screamers. He then corrected himself by saying he is no longer believes that it's a minority starting to buy into radical ideologies that from the Attorney General of south carolina now rutledge of arkansas warned that there's a catch for so many free benefits that the democrats are offering she says what they're really giving away is our american freedoms and we've got to stand up against it that from arkansas's attorney general those three together in south carolina after a lot of attention put in South Carolina with this Democratic primary here this weekend. By the way, if you want to hear more about what's going on in the Palmetto State, we had a wonderful guest appear on Tuesday's Y'all Show. You can go to our website, y'all.com, and pull that from the archives or go to our YouTube page and see the video interview. Great interview we did with South Carolinian Zeke Stokes, a Democratic strategist, founder of ZS Strategies, and you can get more of the democratic side of what's going on not just in the palmetto state this week but also into super tuesday great interview we'll likely have a portion of that replayed on the friday y'all show in our icymi where you're one shop stop of everything southern we are the y'all show and speaking of politics we're plugging in the past with zeke stokes's interview let me tell you that on thursday's y'all show we're going to have a person kind of weigh in from a more trump trumpian side as author ed brodo is going to come on and talk about his new book it's called trump's turn winning the new civil war now ed brodo is a guy who actually served in the marine corps he's been an actor in some b and c level movies and tv series in the past and he's also considered to be a negotiating expert, and he's putting those skills in play with his new book, Trump's Turn, Winning the New Civil War. And he's going to be our special guest and our buy-the-book feature on the Thursday Y'all Show author, Ed Brodo that a nice plug for what's happening on the thursday y'all show let's get back into what's happening here on this wednesday y'all show first though sad news this out of south carolina as well this sad news a sheriff's deputy in sumter county that's just to the southeast of richland county where columbia south carolina sumter county sheriff's deputy failed a shot while serving an eviction notice And our thoughts go out to Sumter County Sheriff's Corporal Andrew Gillette, shot in the chest by a man who was being evicted. And unfortunately, Corporal Gillette died a short time later, according to the Sumter County, South Carolina Sheriff's Office. And this happened on Tuesday morning. He was wearing a protective vest. The man was inside the home, was also killed in this. His identity not been released at this time. The Sheriff's Office there in Sumter County, not giving additional details, but a sad day for law en- enforcement in the Palmetto State. Gillette, a 37-year-old, was part of the Sumter County Sheriff's Office team that serves civil papers such as eviction notices. He had been a Sumter County deputy since 2013. He leaves behind a wife and a child. Our thoughts to the family, and we remember this Sumter County South Carolina Sheriff's Corporal, Andrew Gillette. In Mississippi on Tuesday, the man who was convicted, a man was convicted for the shooting deaths of eight people. You may remember this awful story from back in 2017. And on Tuesday in Magnolia, Mississippi, a grand jury there, uh, a jury rather, came and convicted 37 year old Willie Corey Godbolt, finding him guilty on all charges against him after jurors heard nine days of testimony and a partial day of closing arguments. The trial enters a second phase today with jurors deciding whether to impose the death penalty for four capital murder convictions. If they can't reach a unanimous agreement on that, the judge will then sentence Godbolt to life in prison. Back in 2017, around Brookhaven, Mississippi, this man killed several members of his own family, went to his in-law's home. He got in an argument with his estranged wife and ended up killing Members of that family also killed in this was Lincoln County, Mississippi, Deputy Sheriff William Durr All this in this awful scene from 2017, and now this shooter convicted on Tuesday, Willie Corey Godbolt, and we'll find out today whether he's going to get the death penalty there in the state of Mississippi. If you're in West Virginia today, you might want to be on the lookout for strong winds because there's some really, really nasty weather passing through the mountain state that you might be kind of need to be on the lookout for also portions of the extreme western portions of the commonwealth of virginia also need to be aware of this merging pair of winter storms no no expected snowfall that's good news but some may see a little dusting in areas of the mountainous parts of west virginia but there's going to be some very heavy winds in fact looking at the forecast they've got for west virginia gust of up to 55 miles per hour morgantown there toward the maryland line you're likely to see some pretty strong wind gusts on this wednesday evening into thursday also tree damage expected with sporadic power outages. and again some of these wind gusts could be 55 miles per hour up to 60 miles per hour in west virginia i'm not sure how often the mountain state gets those kind of wind gusts but if they don't get them that often that's why these things can be rather scary because you'll see limbs and even whole trees themselves come crashing down often on property including homes and cars and more and people can die from this so if you're in west virginia this evening be very careful with the winds now 39 states have joined together to investigate the the e-cigarette jewels marketing that's just about every southern state, including Florida's in this mix, Texas as well. As attorneys generals from these states are leading this multi-state investigation into San Francisco-based Juul, which also is facing lawsuits by teenagers and others who say they became addicted to Juul's vaping products. And this coalition of 39 states were looking into the marketing and sales of vaping products by Juul Labs. And that includes whether the company targeted use and made misleading claims about nicotine content in its devices. The state officials will continue to investigate the company's claims about the risk, safety and effectiveness of the vaping products as smoking cessation devices. Boy, Juul and e-cigarettes just period have really come under the gun in the last year to two years as it was for when it started. E-cigarettes like Juul were supposed to be these wonderful things to get people off of smoking, and then we find out that nicotine content of these things may not be doing people any good, especially the youngsters who get addicted to this stuff at a very early age in their teenage years, and that's why these attorneys generals from 39 states now investigating the e-cigarette manufacturer jewel now to that dylan roof news i told you about this is the church shooter from 2015 that killed nine people there at emmanuel ame church in charleston south carolina the white supremacist mass murderer has staged a hunger strike he's been doing this for about a month while on federal death row alleging in letters to the associated press that he's been targeted by staff and treated disproportionately harsh as roof who killed these nine black people told the ap in a letter dated back on february 13th that the staff at this federal prison in Terre haute indiana feel justified in their conduct since i am hated by the general public a person familiar with matters said that dylan roof had been on a hunger strike but was no longer on one as of this week dylan you made the bed you lie in there and although you are deserving of a fair justice system and a fair criminal i guess uh con- i guess he's there in the auspices of the federal government in a federal prison i don't know why he's in a federal prison he ought to be in south carolina's prison he killed south carolinians in south carolina and that was a murder on the local level why in the world is he even at a federal prison that i guess because of the hate crime charge which we can go on and debate this. I think there shouldn't even be a hate crime charge. Every crime's a hate, char- hate crime. People don't go out and kill people and rob people because they love them, and that should—that's just a bogus crime and, and ridiculous. So, if you get elected out there, do me a favor and get rid of that darn, darn hate crime. Every hate, every crime's a hate crime, and instead of calling hate crime, just add more years and bring back death penalties in some of these states where these people get off and have life sentences and dylan roof he actually was convicted to the death penalty and i know the federal government doesn't kill people so i don't i don't know what's going on there with this case he's kind of been lost in the weeds and that's a good thing this guy needs to just kind of go off to the hinterlands of our of our thought process now to texas six more cases of the coronavirus have been confirmed in the state of texas and this confirmed that by the Centers for Disease Control out of Atlanta, the patients are being quarantined at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio. The first case involves a traveler who returned to the country on a State Department chartered flight from Wuhan City, China, the epicenter of the outbreak. Nobody from Wuhan needs to come to America or anywhere else. Keep them in Wuhan, y'all. The others were passengers from that cruise ship that was quarantined in Japan, the Diamond Princess. So Texas alone right now with six confirmed coronavirus cases. Let's hope that they get well and this coronavirus thing kind of gets out of here soon and and quicker than it arrived. This thing's really putting a hurtin' on the economy of the whole world, not just this country. Also, a hurting to a couple of bad guys on the U.S.-Mexico border. As Customs and Border Patrol just seized $18 million worth of meth. This meth seized there in the Rio Grande Valley. The discovery made February 16th at the far Renosa International Bridge. CBB, CBP said officers removed and seized 895 pounds of methamphetamine, again valued at $18 million. Also seized 202 pounds of marijuana valued at $40,000 and about nine pounds of heroin valued at, oh, just the small retail price of $353,000. See, if they'd had a wall there, they wouldn't be having these problems there in the uh, Texas Rio Grande Valley with Mexico at, uh, at another. That's one reason if you hate the wall concept because of illegal immigration. One thing, it's got to help. It's just got to help if a wall was up. It's got to help keep some of these darn drugs from coming into the country. Is it going to stop all of them? Heck no. Will it stop some? And this thing here, this story with $18 million coming across the border, imagine if only a portion of that came across, and and even that small portion there is still going to kill people. It's still going to ruin lives. we got to keep it all out. Luckily, CBP doing a good job there here in the last couple of days. It is Ash Wednesday, and if you want to go to church, some of you do that. Some of you go to Catholic Mass, I think is held on this day. Other churches, Lutherans, Presbyterians, and more have Ash Wednesday services. Well, just the other day in Pompano Beach, Florida, a man there was in a Catholic church, the St. Coleman Catholic Church on Pompano Beach, and he was there, and video captures this guy, this lunatic, getting up in the middle of the service and attacking a deacon there while he was conducting the Saturday evening service at this Catholic church. And during this service, Deacon George LaBelle was simply doing what he did there in front of the congregation, walking back and forth, speaking, nothing too exciting. To the Catholics' credit, they don't get up and start yelling like a lot of denominations do in church. And a man got up, and all this captured on video, stood up there in the middle of this, the deacon's speech there or addressed to his congregation and he attacked him he literally took him to the ground now parishioners they came and helped out the priest and they were able to help as the man was tussled as the deacon went to the floor right there in front of everybody arrested was 28 year old thomas Isel, arrested on charges of battery and disturbing the peace he's now in the broward county jail the judge ordered him held without bond for violating his probation over in volusia county and the deacon labelle he suffered some bruises but he's okay hopefully back in the pulpit here on this ash wednesday no idea why this man isle attacked deacon labelle there at the saint coleman catholic church in pompano beach florida but even going to a catholic church can be a kind of scary thing we know unfortunately too many cases of people going into churches like emmanuel in charleston five years ago and killing people luckily that didn't happen here but my goodness. More news out of Florida as we wrap up our headlines on today's y'all show. The CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, is going to be stepping aside as he announced that he's going to be stepping down immediately as the head of Disney after he's led to the absorption of Star Wars, Marvel, and Fox's entertainment businesses and the launch of the Netflix challenger Disney Plus. Coming now, we find this news out that the Walt Disney Company is he's stepping aside disney's already named his replacement bob Chapek, and that uh, of course many in the south go to disney world in florida a job well done there bob Iger of walt disney his most recent coup was orchestrating a 71 billion dollar acquisition of fox's entertainment assets back in march and launching the disney plus streaming service in november that service disney plus has gained nearly 29 million paid subscribers in less than three months and he said it's an optimal time for transition. You think twenty nine million people? I think it's what uh, five dollars, roughly a month to join that thing. So what's that? About one hundred and fifty million brand new dollars for the company there. Company that isn't hurting that much anyway. Bob Iger stepping down as Disney CEO. Had some southern business news here to wrap up our headlines on this Wednesday, y'all show. When we come back on the program, stick around. We're going to go to ACC land. Jonathan Leifite, he's our ACC insider, and he's going to be on to tell us about ACC basketball, how many teams, now? what's his current projection, are going to get their ticket to March Madness. We'll talk to Jonathan about that. We'll also get his take on women's basketball as the ACC women's teams are all wrapping up their season here, getting ready for the conference tournament. Also, we'll talk a little ACC baseball and hey clemson tiger football we've got that back in the spotlight today somebody's calling clemson out for having a weak schedule for 2020 and we're going to go through that schedule with jonathan life out and just see how weak it is i know they got a formidable opponent right there i think it's their next to last home game this year at death valley uh yeah it's an opponent that in 2019 knocked off an ACC school and we'll tell you about it it's an FCS school by the way out of Charleston South Carolina a little military school on the banks of the Ashley River we'll get Jonathan's take if Clemson can survive that matchup there and the rest of their schedule in 2020 that plus other football news out of the ACC all that coming up a little Beethoven too Beethoven and the ACC? What? 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 Gibbs? Stick around. We'll tell you this is the all show.
1: Beeps coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool, not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping? Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply
1: credit products are issued by web Bank. member fdic rates in terms vary based on credit history amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion offer valid for loan products 90 days after today other restrictions apply see website for details how do i feel awesome
2: like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders
1: hundreds of thousands of
4: people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through avant i paid off all my credit cards and now i just have one easy monthly payment with avant and i don't have to worry about the rates going up Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
2: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
4: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252.
0: It's the ACC Report on this Wednesday edition of the Y'all Show. And if you look at the ACC standings these days, those Noles from Tallahassee find themselves atop the ACC men's basketball standings john Rawl here with you got jonathan Lifeline joining me right now jonathan with 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital and we'll talk a little acc basketball before we move over to talk a little acc football and acc baseball as acc baseball enjoyed its second weekend last weekend jonathan welcome back into the y'all show sir thank
5: you very much for having me
0: i had a couple overtime affair between the Blue Devils and Wake Forest on Tuesday night, and that was some of the fun going on Tuesday night. On Wednesday, on this day, you've got Virginia, Virginia Tech having their rivalry, in Blacksburg at Castle Coliseum. Pitt and Syracuse get together this evening, and then Boston College host Notre Dame there at Chestnut Hill. That's your ACC schedule for this February 26th. Jonathan, we mentioned Florida State atop the standings of the ACC, there amongst the top teams in the league you got louisville louisville also with 14 wins in conference play 14 and 4 and ranked number 11 fsu by the way ranked number 6 the duke blue devils ranked number 7 in the latest ap poll virginia is at 11 and a 5 and then you've got i think it's four teams with an 8 and 8 conference mark nc state notre dame syracuse and Brad Brownell's Clemson Tigers, right in there. Your thoughts on the standings as we've got what another week and a half or so left of conference play before the tournament
5: starts? Yep, that sounds about right. I mean they're they're getting down there close, so we're we're starting to see things shaking out. Uh, what they've got, you know, you kind of get past uh, Louisville, Florida State, and uh, and Duke. You mentioned uh, Virginia, but after that, it's really all about parity.
0: Hmm. Parity is is certainly the name of the game. In in Jonathan Lifite's Bracketology, I know you want to answer this question because I'm going to actually have what the ACC coaches had that what a little bit of what they had to say after I get your opinion on this. Who who are you seeing punching their March Madness, not NIT, but March Madness NCAA tournament ticket?
5: Well, I mean, it, pretty much you've got uh, you know Florida State, uh, Louisville, Duke are. Are they real easy ones they're definitely gonna go uh i mentioned virginia they're they're probably up there um after that it's kind of a crapshoot you got a number of teams that might be able to get up in there but it's going to be tight for them you know syracuse is one uh, nc state's another um you know Pitt's even on the, on the on the edge there but you know they're, they're not looking quite as good so right now it's really four teams and then who knows
0: yeah well a lot of work to be done by the nc states the notre dames and the syracuses of the world and then i mentioned clemson i mean good lord they're almost they've almost got as many losses as they have wins but they are right now are at 500 in league play so still a lot to play for for acc teams here in the closing days before the tournament begins jonathan there is an article up at espn.com penned by andrea adelson a story titled "Yes, the ACC's down, but coaches think that story might be changing." What in the world is she talking about here in this article at ESPN.com?
5: Well, I mean, it, at this point, I mentioned that they're pretty top heavy, and it's kind and there's just not a lot of uh, uh, there's not teams that are kind of stepping up, um, but there's a number of teams that are playing a lot better, and also it's a fairly young league um, this year, so and you know we've got a lot of strong coaches, so um, it's not like uh, it's not like it's going to stay down. Next year will be a, another another better year for the ACC. And you know, last year, you know, they had uh, what was it, eight or nine teams in in the in the tournament. So um, you know, it's not a long term trend. It's just kind of a one year anomaly. I think I think you go. Uh, they only had the, this kind of a season it was probably 2013 or so.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned last year. It was just a year ago. It's, the Atlantic Coast Conference had three number one seeds in the NCAA right. tournament. Man, that seems like a, a lifetime ago.
5: Yeah, it, it does. But, man, they had a pretty darn strong uh, st- strong season last year, you know, with UVA winning it all, of course. So, you know, you, you look at what's 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 going on historically, and they've been a very strong league. But, you know, they also lost a huge amount of talent. I mean, North Carolina at the bottom, they lost.
0: Yeah, they lost. UVA
5: lost all of a lot, lot
0: of, Duke Corps. a lot of losses. Apologize, Jonathan. We've got some phone issues as you're traveling today throughout ACC country, but as long as we can keep a signal with you, we're gonna keep on trucking with you. But I do want to let people know that uh, we're not we're not censoring his phone call here. You <laughs> you you've said what you've said is is all good. All right, let's switch over to the women's side of the Atlantic Coast Conference and same song and dance for the Louisville. Program and at least when it comes to the women's team, they've also got a very good women's program in addition to the men's team there at the U of L and the Cardinals now on top of the ACC women's bracket with a fourteen and two conference record. NC State ranked number eight in the country. The Pack at twelve and four. Duke comes in at eleven and five in conference play. Florida State's in the top twenty five. The Knowles are at ten and six, ranked number nineteen, and ten and six. The conference mark also of Virginia Tech and Boston College. Jonathan, what's going on with the women as they kind of wrap things up here, I think this week, before they head off to their conference tournament?
5: Yeah, they do. And all those teams you mentioned are, are you know, pretty much uh, close to locks. I mean, certainly all but the last two, and even those last two are probably going to get – Get, come close to getting births in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, the the women's programs have really come a long way in the ACC, and they're matching the men in terms of their performance.
0: Yeah, and Louisville, just them alone, congratulations. They've got 25 regular season wins already. Great job by Jeff Walsh there for the U L for the women's basketball program, ranked number five in the country there, the Lady Cardinals, the Lady Redbirds. We've got more ACC talk to get to. Jonathan? i know you're a kind of a music guy did you grow up uh did your mom and daddy make you play piano
5: uh yeah they actually did for just (laughs) a brief period well i did for about
0: a month and honestly this is no joke my piano teacher died and i never i never found another one so i got lucky on that front well there's a certain football player for nc state that's pretty good on the on the keyboard and when we come back we're going to hear joshua harris play a little beethoven and learn a little bit more about this defensive tackle for nc state also learn a little bit more about the football team dave doran's team undergoing spring practice right now we'll get some acc football talk including the 2020 clemson football schedule get jonathan's thoughts on that and a little update on ACC baseball. All that as the ACC Spotlight of The
1: Y'all Show continues. Beep's coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snoring 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may
1: apply credit products are issued by web Bank. member fdic rates in terms vary based on credit history amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion offer valid for loan products 90 days after today other restrictions apply see website for details how do i feel awesome
2: like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders
1: hundreds
4: of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through avant i paid off all my credit cards and now i just have one easy monthly payment with avant and i don't have to worry about the rates going up Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
2: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
4: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com, code 5252. That's Avant.com, code 5252.
0: This is the Y'all Show And we're glad that you could join us today. This is our ACC Spotlight. I'm John Rawl, And I've got Jonathan Lifite, And that sound there, the beautiful sound of Beethoven, courtesy of the talent of defensive tackle Joshua Harris of the NC State Wolfpack. This is not NPR. This is the Y'all Show. And we do like a little good classical music there. And, yeah, that was NC State Defensive playmaker Joshua Harris showing off his piano skills. Jonathan Lifite, NC State, looking to do much better here in 2020. Let's hear a little bit more of Joshua Harris. Talk about his talent there, how he got involved with playing the piano and how he hopes that maybe this talent on the keyboard can transition over to the football field and he can just uh, bang away at the offensive guys coming his way in 2020.
6: They have a grand piano in Tompkins Hall. And it was a bunch of people over there just, you know, doing a bunch of work and stuff. And it was like four of the football guys. It was Icky, Bam, Knight, Zonovan and like Shaw Battle. And they was like, oh, play the piano, play the piano. So I got on there and I started playing the song Fair Least. I was showing them I could play. They were shocked and they was like posting this in the group chats and stuff. So when I sit down and I do play the Beethoven, like people just like, wow. Like, and that's a song that most people know on the piano. Like, it's in the movies, it's in, like, stuff when you see somebody get on and play that. But me being so big and me being, like, a Division I football player, like, when I touched the piano, it was just, like, shocking to everybody. Back in, like, third or fourth grade, my bus driver was actually the first lady in my church. So my pastor was married to my bus driver. And she, like, she asked us if we went to church and stuff, and I was like, no, we don't really go to church like that. Because my mom was working, like, two jobs, so she didn't really have time. She was actually working on Sundays. But so she was like, well, I can come pick you guys up on a church fan and we can go to church. So we was like, yeah, sure. You know, we we was excited. So she came and picked us up and we started going to church. Like I joined the choir. I used to be a an usher. And then we just started. I just started singing in the choir and I got close to the piano director and the chorus director. I meant the choir director and everything. And we just got a bond and I would see him play and the way he made the crowd move. The singer made the crowd move, too, but the way he made the crowd move is just something that I wanted to do. Like, the feeling that I had that he gave off, I just wanted to make other people feel that way.
0: Joshua Harris, he is a redshirt freshman on the NC State football team, a defensive tackle, and hopes to bring his talent to the football field there at Carter-Friendly in a big way in 2020. And there he is, courtesy of NC State Wolfpack Football on YouTube, Appreciate that as they showcase this young man here this week, what he is able to do on the piano. Jonathan, love me some good piano, especially if it's a little Beethoven.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I played in a symphony for a long time, so I certainly can appreciate that.
0: The question is, NC State football 2020, is it going to be in simpatico? Is it going to be in tune as NC State was four and eight last year, I'm a little surprised Dave Dorn was even able to stick around and conduct the orchestra of NC State football in 2020.
5: Well, I mean, I'm not. The year before, he he'd done a pretty good job of kind of building them up, and they'd had a couple of good seasons, been to been to a couple bowls, and you know, to see them take a step back, it, you know, he's going to certainly be on the hot seat this coming year if he doesn't if he doesn't uh, reverse the course from this past year, but. You know, they're they're generally, uh, it's not like they've had a, a lot of a, a history of, of huge uh, success there. So when you get somebody that, that does succeed, you want to at least give them some kind of a, a little bit of a rope in order to, to let them do their thing.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, let's talk a little Clemson football. Jonathan, we mentioned the other day when we had you on, Clemson and Georgia are going to start the 2021 season in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. And I didn't realize that it just came out that Clemson and Georgia are actually going to be playing several times over the next 10 years or so. They're going to play not only in 2021, they're going to play Clemson and Georgia 2029 and 2030 in Athens or 2029 and Clemson 2030 in Athens and then 2032 back in Athens. 2033 in clemson so that's a rivalry we're going to see a little bit more of for the clemson georgia series good news there now clemson if they play georgia in 2020 they may not be getting the negative publicity they're getting at websites like bleacherreport.com as they have them down there i think at number uh, what are they number five and their story about the 10 easiest schedules for 2020, Clemson number five, and they have them number five in Bleacher Report super early, top 25, but the Tigers, as far as strength of schedule, according to this website, fifth easiest in the country, according to them. What do you think?
5: Uh, you know, I, I think that that's probably uh, a little bit uh, hyperbole uh, you know, on their part. Um, I'm not going to go out there and proclaim that Clemson has the toughest schedule, their non-conference schedule. South Carolina, I believe, Akron, and I think it was the Citadel, or was it uh, Wofford? I can't remember which. Uh, the they got the,
0: the Yellow Jacket Killers coming into Clemson this year.
5: Clemson. Oh, the Citadel, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Citadel, there you go.
0: and also Akron. Don't leave out the Zips. They're on the oh, yeah,
5: too. yeah. So I mean, so their non-conference isn't exactly, uh, uh, you know, murderers row from from their perspective. So from for, for them, I mean, they probably it'd be nice if they'd done a little better this year on non-conference, but so, but their conference schedule will give them some challenges, despite you know some of the detractors of the a c c saying otherwise,
0: yes, and a a great article there worth not just because of what Clemson has there, but the fact that they've got the other things going on with the other programs might be worth a mention there and it was it Akron that Coach Bowden was at, who was on the Clemson staff this past year, which a lot uh, of people ter- Terry yeah, Terry.
5: Terry Bowden, I believe, was the head coach there uh, for a good while. I can't remember if it was Akron or Toledo. I can't actually keep them straight.
0: Yeah, well, they're somewhere in Ohio, I think. You're right on that. I think he was at Akron. But honestly, Terry Bowden, I kind of forgot. This guy, after all these years coaching, he went to Clemson last year as a graduate assistant, and I'd forgot about it. I don't know if you'd have forgotten about it, but there was a shot there of the national championship game. It's like, golly, that guy looks like Terry Bowden. And it was
5: Terry Bowden. He was down on the sideline yeah he he uh yeah, it's funny you know the, the uh, guys like that just keep bouncing around and I, just amazing to me that you know after all the years he decided to take a ga job and <laughs> and do that i'm not exactly sure what what he's just you know if, if his wife has told her told him to get the heck out of the house or what but nonetheless uh uh there he was
0: yeah that that that's Yeah, I guess he'll have that role this year, too. Jonathan, let's move over to the Diamond. We had the second week of college baseball this last weekend. Miami, out of the ACC, had a rough time in Carl Gables. The Gators came down there and swept them Louisville seems to be bouncing back the cards of Dan McDonald ranked number three in the latest D1 baseballcom poll. Miami slips to number seven in the latest poll. FSU checks in at number nine and NC State Elliott Avent's team is at 13 in the latest poll. How about the Duke Blue Devils? They're 14 in the latest poll. Georgia Tech, Danny Hall's ball club. I actually saw them play a midweek game on Tuesday against Gardner Webb. My God, what awful uniforms Gardner Webb's wearing out there. They look like a softball <laughs> team. Georgia Tech's 17 in the latest a, uh, latest D1 baseball poll, and that concludes all the ACC teams in that. As far as what's on docket for the ACC this weekend, Iowa and NC State get together in Minneapolis. I wonder if that's going to be at the Twins ballpark. NC State-Iowa, that's a game or series there in the twin cities among other teams also pittsburgh's got lehigh how about notre dame they're going to spend the weekend jonathan and wild wonderful clinton south carolina notre dame's got a series at presbyterian college virginia's got dartmouth in town louisville western michigan get together purdue will be also in minneapolis they're taking on duke so duke and nc state they get to stamp their passport together when they head to minneapolis this weekend virginia tech's got bryant wake forest LaSalle get together and winston-salem But Boston College will be on Tobacco Road, but they're taking on North Carolina A&T this weekend there in Greensboro. Georgia Tech and Georgia. That's a great little game going on this weekend. Also, Central Connecticut and Pitt. Florida Atlantic, Florida State. Towson will be at number seven, Miami. North Carolina and Minnesota. Hey, I guess they had a package deal there in uh, tobacco road country north carolina is also going to be in minneapolis this weekend they're taking on minnesota the golden guffers that is part of this acc big 10 challenge this weekend pretty neat there and then the other great little series going on this weekend jonathan it's the battle of palmetto state clemson and the south carolina gamecocks have their three game series where they play on each other's home field for a game and then they have a neutral site game as well that's usually there in greenville but that series is happening this weekend in college baseball jonathan thank you so much for everything we look forward to chatting with you again sir next week sounds
5: great you guys have a wonderful rest of your week
0: all right when we come back on the y'all show we're going to switch to hour two we've got hashtag hullabaloo coming your way to start the hour and then our friend on music row precious harris has all the good juicy stuff coming from nashville and country music that's all headed your way on the y'all show
1: Beep's coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool, not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snoring 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply.
1: Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms very based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome.
2: Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders.
4: Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards. And now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
2: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
4: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com, code 5252. That's Avant.com, code 5252.
0: Back we are. This is the show that's all about Dixie. I'm John Rawl. This is the Y'all Show. Our number to connect to us 24 7 803-816-1170 our email address y'all show at y-a-l-l great to have you aboard here as we begin another hour precious harris our music row maven she's standing in the wings and she's going to be on in the next segment to give us the latest out of music city usa what's going on in country music precious has that answer when we get to that point in just a handful of seconds but we start this hour Cue the music with Hashtag Hullabaloo Ash Wednesday Edition. And we're going to go to Jeff Fisher. Oh, I've been wondering what Jeff Fisher's up to. The old NFL coach, longtime coach of the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Oilers slash Tennessee Titans. Then went to be the head coach of the St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams. He's in a a lot of slashing, Jeff Fisher, the football coach. A USC Trojan, that's where he played his college ball. But no, this tweet here isn't from old Coach Fisher. This is from Jeff W. Fisher on Twitter, at Jeff W. Fisher. Follower of Jesus, husband, father, a bishop suffragan of Texas, and a Longhorn fan. Something tells me he's got something to say about what we're having here today, Ash Wednesday. And you know what? I'm absolutely right. Before I get to Jeff W. Fisher's tweet, what in the world? I'm not a Catholic. Maybe you are. This is a term I'm just not familiar with, a, a bishop suffragan. What is that? I'm not picking on you Catholics, but I am going to pick on you. Y'all have some terms that if you're not a Catholic, it's kind of confusion. It's, it's, it's just really confusing. Things like, what do they call it? The, um, well, I mean, they do services in some cases in Latin. That's pretty unusual. They, they have these other titles. The um, I know right reverend is an Episcopal term. I'm not sure if right reverend is used in the Catholic Church, but what is it? The Monsignor? Yeah, that's that's a term I think there in the Catholic Church. Again, I apologize. I'm not, not picking. It's just different for a lot of the South. And I saw something the other day. I think the South is at least one-third Catholic. One I mean, right, not a one-third Catholic baptist the south is one third baptist now the sad part about most of the south the the what's the number one religion in the south these days no religion people that don't go to church is the number one thing but baptist no surprise is by far the largest church choice synagogue choice and then some areas catholics certainly have a big presence texas is one of those areas but along the coast of Louisiana, Cajun country, Mississippi's Gulf Coast, heavy Catholic. Then you get into, I guess, Mobile, Alabama is pretty, pretty heavy with Catholics. And then parts of Florida. And I'm trying to think of other places in the South that just are just heavy with Catholics. There, of course, are places hit or miss. You've got them. But in the South, we're not Catholic country overall. I know we've got our, like I just said, our, our kind of Catholic pockets but for this country, the majority of Catholics, and I don't have the data in front of me, I'm just taking a wild guess, are up north. Let's, let's be honest. Catholics settled up north. Their their ancestors came over from places like Italy and Ireland. And although we had those people also come to this part of the country, many of those people became Baptist or they became Methodist or they became other denominations out there. So Catholics, yes, with terms like suffragan. We are sometimes confused if you're if you're not a Catholic. So what is a bishop suffragan? I know you want to know that. And Catholics, you better know the answer to this question, or we're gonna we're gonna take your Catholicism away from you and turn you into a good old Bible thumping Southern Baptist. How does that sound? <laughs> a bishop suffragan is a bishop appointed to help a Dyson bishop. Okay. Let me give you another Another definition a bishop suffragan, a bishop in relation to his archbishop or metropolitan. I apologize. I'm not Catholic. I'm one of those so called Catholic lights. And that's a term I don't know. Uh, I, I assume it's somebody that works as a priest and they're in the leadership of a Catholic church, but they're not like a cardinal. A bishop suffragan and that is what jeff w fisher is there in texas and he's a longhorn fan is that is that allowed for catholics to be texas longhorn fans i i I did not know that was even allowed the pope needs to know about this here's what jeff w fisher writes in addition to letting everybody know he's a bishop suffragan here on this ash wednesday he puts out ashes on our forehead are not displaying our piety before others it is telling the truth to all that we are dying Hashtag Ash Wednesday those are the words of Bishop Suffragan Jeff W Fisher Again I'll repeat it Ashes on our forehead are not displaying our piety before others. It's telling the truth to all that we are dying that from Suffragan Jeff W. Fisher. Well, the point is, a lot of a lot of Protestant denominations don't go and put ashes on their forehead on this Ash Wednesday. Some laugh at it. Some think it's a little silly. I've done it. I'm I'm like I said, I'm Catholic like raised Lutheran, have become a Presbyterian. Still somewhere in the, uh, I'm kind of somewhere lost in the North Sea. I'm I'm half Presbyterian these days because that's what I'm officially but I still have those Lutheran roots. So I'm somewhere stuck out there in the North Atlantic between Scotland and Germany (laughs) with my faith here. But most of the Protestant religions are uh, pretty similar. There's not that much difference between them. And there's not that much between Protestants and Catholics. There's just some nuances that are a little bit different, like terms like Bishop Suffragan. But some of the Protestant denominations here on this Ash Wednesday do have Ash Wednesday services. And, I usually go to the one in the evening. I don't know if that's always the case, but the one you go into the evening, you get the ashes put on your head. Then you go out on the town. You might go out and have a a meal and you'll see a lot of people at your restaurant, even though I've lived in non-Catholic heavy areas. There's a lot of people in the restaurant have ashes on their forehead. It's kind of a neat thing. And as the the Bishop Suffragan is telling us here, that's not just to show off. It's to tell you that we're dying and we are dying and those ashes a reminder that god is with us and that when we become dust when we become dust that that our the cross will be with us going forward if you are a believer that is thank you for that hope we're not getting too off track here on this ash Wednesday but it is a a very a, a very special day to a lot of people out there and thought we'd share that with you coming from twitter from the bishop suffragan jackie anders is an author and she's also coming out of texas with this tweet she's written a couple of books she also is a teacher and i think one of her books is by the moonlight you can go check her books out at j jackie anders a podcast host as well and she writes here this week loving this kind of birthday celebration straight from the gym to beer and crawfish next a mardi gras 2020 parade this is southern and texas for you now jackie lives in the houston area again she has penned a couple of books i actually went to her website and saw all these books that are out there and she might need to go in and see bishop suffragan jeff w fisher today if she had too good of a time here on, on fat tuesday uh, and all throughout the mardi gras time because yes it looks like according to this photo of her there at this mardi gras parade she was having a darn good time straight from the gym to having beer and crawfish now that's a combination you'd think you might go have the beer crawfish then go to the gym jackie anders but you you look sharp there so i guess you know what you're doing there in the lone star state but yes unfortunately for the party goers of the world catholic protestant or whatever denomination you might be fat tuesday coming into an end last evening and now you got to be on the straight and narrow with the Lenten season you, you got to go into ash wednesday services today perhaps or you have a fasting going on and you got to give something up for lent Uh yeah got to be good got to be good boys and girls out there y'all including you author <laughs> jackie anders michael h baker is on twitter and he's a financial pro a conservative he also writes jesus and jihitsu and the money huddle podcast is something he has at michael h baker he lives in charlotte north carolina and we're going to get away from some of the religious talk here thanks to michael h baker and eh, actually we won't be this is a religion that a lot of people here in the south believe in they are firm believers and i kind of fancy myself as one of these prophets we're rednecks we believe in the religion of being red jeff foxworthy is our pope by the way (laughs) but yes what michael baker's putting out here this week out of charlotte is a photo and i'll tell you what he described before i tell you what the photo is his tweet says gotta love the rednecks hashtag the south yes gotta love the rednecks and what michael baker did is he took a picture of a perfectly nice shopping center somewhere there in the charlotte metro area and right beside that shopping center just like we see all over the south You'll have an empty field, maybe a possible another shopping center going up there one day. But for right now, it's just kind of an empty, grassy field. Nothing much going on there. Well, Charlotte, just like most of the South, has just been pummeled by rainfall since about mid-January. And so Michael H. Baker is pointing out with his tweet that evidently some good old rednecks, even right there in the big city of Charlotte, the Queen City, they decided to be true to their religion and showcase their redneckism by going out in a field and tearing it up with their big old trucks. And although I don't see the trucks, you don't see that, you see the tracks where they went mud riding right there in Charlotte, right there in an empty field. And if you're guilty of that, if you've ever been mud riding, raise your hand because it is kind of fun. Now, I'm old enough, and maybe you are too, back in the mid-'80s, that was a really big thing and at that time there's still a handful of these trucks around but there for a while around 1982 and three and four you showed you were able to show how big of a redneck you were by the size of your pick-em-up truck and so in the south we had oh gosh we had fords and chevys jacked up so darn high you almost had to have an oxygen mask to go down the highway driving those darn things you had it was a big deal to the the size of your tires and whether you went off-road or not it didn't matter it was just the cool factor you had to have that big old truck now we call them monster trucks and we pay a lot of money to go to arenas around the south to see these things in action and it's fun it's a great family event although i have not been to one i've been told that but back again in those early 80s I'm old enough to remember, and you might be old enough to remember. That was a big thing. And we still have a handful of people who still are living in the 80s. We still have people who do have the gigantic wheels in their truck. I just don't think it's very good on the truck, and I don't think it's very good on the tires. Therefore, that kind of craze ended somewhere by the time the hard rock of the 80s and the Randy Travis's hit the airwaves in the late 80s, and we got away from that little little phase we were going through. But, yeah, my family were guilty of that. I wasn't old enough to drive, so I didn't have the big truck. But you know what's funny about that? My first pickup truck was a very – my first car slash anything was a very small Japanese pickup truck, an Azuzu Pup. And I bought that thing new. And people would ask me all the time back when I bought that thing in the 80s, when you going to put bigger tires on it? Because people – even if you didn't have the Chevys and the Dodges and the and the – Fords people were taking Nissans and Toyotas and Datsuns there's a blast from the past and putting big tires on them and pretending to be these monster trucks oh maybe I was just in a redneck haven and this didn't happen where you were but it sure happened where I was and it brings back a a, a fond memory of the old days I I do remember also this whole fad even went into the toy makers i had for a while there around 1982 83 there were these little trucks you could play with toys and they were little miniature monster truck type things i know they still make them but people used to collect them back in the in the 80s at least in redneck usa land as i was and still again i subscribe to being a redneck from time to time now y'all can outdo me that's fine i'm not too good for being a redneck rednecks make this world go round we all got a little bit of red in us don't we yes we, we 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 likely do and that is a quick look at what's going on with hashtag hullabaloo thank you michael h baker for that and all the other great tweets and, and instagram feedback we got here on today's y'all show vroom vroom i'm ready to go mud riding right now if y'all hey you know you're a redneck if you've been to a tractor pool and i've been to a tractor pull in the 80s i haven't been to one since that time so i'm due for a good tractor pull yeehaw when we come back on y'all we're gonna go we're gonna class the place up we're gonna bring in precious harris i need to find out if she's ever been mud riding precious is gonna be on with all the news out of music city usa this is the y'all show with the general of all things southern and the general of redneck nation
1: Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates in terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome.
2: Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders.
4: Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant and I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me.
2: Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment?
4: Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com, code 5252. That's Avant.com, code 5252.
7: He says he loves her. What can you say to that? Oh, he's made up his mind, and there ain't nothing you can
0: do. She's about a month away from being eligible for Social Security, and we've got a very special gift for that redheaded lady out of McAllister, Oklahoma. This is the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl, and I'm joined now by Precious Harris here of Nashville Music Line. And if you haven't checked out what Precious does each and every day, Go check her work there at I knowcountry.com where she's the author of I know Country that's got 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can buy and instantly download your ebook copy there at the website I country.com. Precious Harris also is a music career development consultant as she emphasizes new and aspiring artists and songwriters. She's got a website for that College of songology.com go there for more information. Also go to nashvillemusicline.com. And each and every week at y'all.com, we put up Nashville Music Line, the column from Precious Harris on the Ultimate Guide to the South, y'all.com. So check it all out. And as we begin this talk about country music with Precious Harris, yes, Reba McIntyre. She's got her 65th birthday on March 28th. So a happy early birthday to Reba and Precious. Some big news for Reba Nell McIntyre
7: oh you remember her middle name that is so sweet of you
0: well that's that's what her name is reba Nell.
7: i know that is i was gonna say kentucky but she's an Okie,
0: and probably the only people who call her reba Nell are people like me who are fans of hers by the way or maybe maybe when she got in trouble as a youngster so for example precious when you did bad things and i think you may have done one bad thing as a child what 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 was what was what, what was yelled when you did something bad
7: Precious Jatel Tom's, you're in big trouble.
0: Precious what? Jatel. Jatel? <laughs> I mean.
7: Are you French or something? <laughs> no, actually, my mother, yeah, and I will tell you, if you promise you won't tell anybody, and everybody in the audience has got to be mum's the word, okay? Yeah,
0: we won't tell anybody. I, when
7: I, I was in France on a CMT tour, and I asked our French guide what J- J- Jatel meant in French. Okay? My mother, remember, even though she played five instruments and was a prolific songwriter, she only got to the 10th grade, and they never really had French in Kentucky where she grew up. And it's the top of a garter patio. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel very blessed to be named after an item of clothing. (laughs) And your
0: first name is – you should have been a stripper. It's not too late.
7: (laughs) You're not the first one to tell me that. so (laughs) –
0: I mean, it was like destiny for you. That'd been another good stripper name, Destiny. I know. But but Precious, I don't think Reba's going to have to go jump on a pole anytime. The only pole she's going to be jumping on is the pole right back to the top of the country music charts. Hey, Reba just got it. Just I got the press release about this. You did, too. She's going back to her record label, UMG. And they had a surprise announcement as part of the country radio seminar about her being reunited with her record label. Now she was first on, I think, Mercury Records, and then she went over to MCA with Jimmy Bowen back in the nineteen eighties. Both of those labels, I believe, are now part of this universal music group, and now she's part of UMG once again after being on the Nash Icon imprint and Valerie for a while.
7: Yes. Um when uh Once she left MCA, because they were in the process, you know, of of moving in agreement, so to speak, when they were making, you know, going from, you know, 12 or 14 labels down to five or six majors, she left. And then she got picked back up to Valerie, uh, which is, you know, Scott Rochetta's label. Mm -hmm. And then she went over to his other imprint label, Nash Icon. And I think Brooks and Dunn, no, Ronnie Dunn was on that one in 2014 too and then she's moved both back to mca
0: well we wish her all the best it'll be a,
7: yeah which well, is universal basically
0: yeah, you know. it'll be a little bit before we get reba mcintyre new music from her but congratulations to her as she is moving her record address down the street to another place here with team umg that being announced last week also another record label change tim McGraw has left Columbia Sony Music, and he's going back to, I think, Big Machine, or maybe he's never been with Big Machine, but he's going to be back there.
7: Yes, and there's a story behind that. Um, You know, there was a bunch of switcheroonies earlier last year, and Kenny Chesney left his label at Sony and moved over to Warner Brothers. And Faith Hill left Warner Brothers, went over to Sony. And Tim left um, Big Machine and went over to Sony, and then he was there a short time, and a couple of things happened when he released songs, that it wasn't the success that he was expecting. So he has left Sony. Faith is still there. But Tim has gone back to the Big Machine Label Group, and the Big Machine Label Group is run by Scott borsetta
0: The so, aforementioned Scott borsetta
7: Yes. And then his father is Mike borsetta which I knew in the 90s. Because we had an act signed to MCG Curb, which is a guy named Jim Austin. So I was around the Bors- Mike Roschetta and some of the Carson James who was head of promotion. He's over at Broken Bow now, but anyway. But um, Scott's father broke Tim McGraw into the music industry, so it's a long history with that family.
0: And forever, like twenty-five years, Tim yes. McGraw was with Curb Records. Yes. And I didn't even know he had left them to go to Columbia at one point.
7: Yeah, he had, he's went to several labels in the last, uh, five or six years. But, um, but once again, there, he's one of the very few had acts that are, um, that are staying consistent with releasing music at least once every year and a half, two years. And I think he's always had really good success, but the last, uh, When he was with Sony, the last record label, I think the success that he was expecting didn't really happen because he's always had top ten records and number ones. You know what I mean? Like fast-moving singles, chart-topping albums, and it just didn't happen, I think, the way they expected it to. So, you know, but I'm just glad that, you know, just can't burn a bridge. Uh, But it's a good thing because apparently Sony did let him out of his contract to go back to Big Machine or it wouldn't have happened, you know? yeah so uh so everybody ends in the wind or everybody wins in the end that's it i'm a little dyslexic <laughs> yeah but well, same thing. <laughs> I,
0: i'm still blown away precious i remember on a cold night in 1994 you and i went out to a place by the airport there in nashville to celebrate a number one party for tim mcgraw and don't take the girl
7: yes that's right one of my uh actually one of my good friends' daughter was in the video and so we were part of that uh thing that was that was so much fun i had forgotten about that thank you for reminding me uh, i
0: just remember it's like the only time i ever went out there to that corner of nashville to celebrate there must have been some kind of nightclub there or something but don't take the girl that was the first number one for tim mcgraw although frankly the favorite song from that album of mine is refried dreams <laughs>
7: love, oh yeah
0: love that song there from I think the album's called "Not a Moment Too Soon." Not his first album, though. On Curb, that was his second album, and it kind of caught wind there in, in '94. Yeah, that's my
7: favorite song. That which, is my well, which one? not a moment too not a moment too oh. soon. And the guy that wrote that, I got to see his son at CRS this year.
0: Oh, well, who was that?
7: His name is Brian Wayne Perry, but his daddy's Wayne Perry, and he was signed to Zomba Music Publishing. And uh, but he came up to me and he said, "Are you Precious?" I went, "Yes." He goes. My father loved you. I, I looked at him and I said, who's your father? Because remember time I saw him, I mean, this was like 20 years ago when he was a little kid. And I didn't recognize him because he's not a little kid anymore. Yeah,
0: it was 20 years but, ago. Uh,
7: yeah. And, uh, but he said, yeah, my father loved you. He said he always talked about how sweet precious was. And um, But his father wrote one of my favorite country songs of all time, which is Tim McGraw's uh, one of the bigger hits, Not a Moment Too Soon. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, the, big hit. Yes. The, the lead off on that album, there was a monster hit was Indian Outlaw, which maybe that went to number one. I don't remember if it did or not, but it certainly helped change Tim McGraw's career when that one came out there in the early 90s. Precious, you mentioned country radio seminar that wrapped up last week. That's the annual convention that happens in Nashville where people who work in country radio throughout the world really come into Music City and a lot of performers are also there to meet and greet the artists. What is the Precious Harris report on how things went last week?
7: Well, actually, I loved it. I've got to see some old friends. I've got to see people that I've seen every year. It was actually my 30-year anniversary of going to Country Radio Seminar.
0: Congratulations.
7: So, yes, and got to go to – I went to the grassroots promotion Starlight Dinner with one of my clients and got to see Bridget Tatum, who wrote uh, Gone Country for Aldine, or She's Country. I forgot. It was Gone pretty country, late Alan early. Jackson. Gone Country, yeah. Yeah. uh, No, it's uh, She's Country. Yeah. Jason Aldean. That's it. Mm -hmm. There was everybody was there. I saw Garth. I saw um, Reba. I saw Miranda. I saw Rascal Flatts. I saw Ashley Gorley, my kid from Kentucky. Uh, There was a special presentation to uh, from Garth to Bob Kingsley's wife. You know, Everybody knows who Bob Kingsley Country Top 40. And I ran into a guy named Gavin DeGraw. And I didn't realize who he was, and was that's Gavin DeGraw, Gavin DeGraw. So I go up to him and I introduce myself, and I tell him that I didn't know anything about his music until my music kids, my music family, turned me on to his music. And I said, I just want to say that, and I that I really, really love your music. Anyway, he said, no, he said. You talk about your music kids. We had a quick conversation. And I told him that one of my music kids has the same passion he has. We had a quick conversation. And he said, we need to take a picture and send to him. Hmm. I said, oh, I I can't do that. (laughs) That would be Germy. He goes, what? (laughs) I said, I can't take a picture with you. It doesn't look good. And he goes, get her phone and let me take a picture. So I have a picture. I haven't posted it, and I probably won't. But it's him holding my phone up to do a selfie with my hands cupped together and my chest saying, this is not
0: good. <laughs> if the artist is pushing it, it's not Gurmy.
7: No, you're right. It You're right. That's what happened because I didn't um, – there's a couple of artists that's taken – like Ronnie Dunn wanted a picture with me to send to his best friend, so I sort of died on a date one night in high school. Uh, he is now the president
0: Oh, uh, 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 of- hold, hold, hold on. <laughs> now, I'm not going to let you slide past that. We, are, <laughs> we already got your middle name and what that means now. You almost died on a date.
7: Well, I sort of did, but then I became conscious. Uh, we had to call my dad and tell him I was in intensive care and I was in critical condition. And he probably needed to come to Bowling Green, Kentucky. But uh, what happened is I had a crush on this guy. wanted to go out with him. And the, I had, was on Dallas's and the doctor said, don't let her leave. She needs to stay at home in case something happens. Well, I talked my mother into let me go on a double date with him, with Shannon McCombs from CDX and another DJ. And But Steve, his name is Steve, and he and I were in FFA together. And uh, he is now the president of the National Association of Broadcasters uh, for the United States, and he lives in Washington, D.C. But that night, um, when I, annoying to me, you know, for 30 years, um, anyway, or actually almost 40, because it's our 40-year class reunion, soon, but he's friends with Ronnie Dunn. And um, I was introducing Ronnie to a one of my clients from Glasgow and Ronnie goes, Oh, I was on the phone last night to Glasgow for an hour and a half and I said, Oh, you must have been on the phone with, you know, Steve Blunt and He goes, How do you know that? And I told him <laughs> and I told him and he starts laughing. He said, You died on but see, I had already introduced myself that I was Ronnie's intern. And said, I just want to let you know, I used to be an intern many years ago in 1991. He goes, whoa. I said, those little radioactive cassettes and I cut them out and everything. But to make a long story short, Ronnie was cracking up. He said, we've got to get a picture for Steve. And he told his wife, Janie. he said, bring me my phone. Let's take a picture. I want to send it to Steve. So he did. So that's our thing now. So when I go up on radio tours to see Steve, if he's in Kentucky and not in D.C., then we always take a picture. We go back and forth. You know and we always try to every time I um every time we're out or in some industry event and I see him who's ever if I'm with Ronnie we take a picture if I'm with Steve we take a picture and they send it to each other because they call me the little butterfly because I'm everywhere and I told Ronnie I said if I hadn't been on a date with your best friend I would be dead <laughs> and I was only across the street from the hospital when I did get sick so I literally was 47 miles closer to the hospital than what i would have been Hmm. so he's always laughing about that if i hadn't been on date with him i couldn't have been ronnie's intern but that's the story
0: but you survived thank goodness well i don't know if brooks and dunn was ever part of the new faces of country music show that's part of the country radio seminar that's sort of the marquee event that happens during crs week in nashville that's what happened last week and last year's new faces included ingrid andrus morgan evans riley green Runaway June and Mitchell Tenpenny. I don't know if you had a chance to see that performance there Friday of last weekend, Precious, but if you did, your thoughts on that performance of these new faces.
7: I did. I tell you, they were all incredible. Um, Runaway June uh, was the only group.
0: That's a trio Um, of females, correct?
7: Yeah, trio of females. They had the little antidote video beforehand with John Party. It was actually really cute. Uh, Mitchell Tenpenny uh, his grandmother, of course, I told you, was the, the Donna Hilly uh, that ran Sony Music, one of the very, very first female head of music publishing companies in Nashville. But Riley came across as being good old country boy who can sing. And, uh, and of course, Morgan, of course, uh, he did a dedication to his manager that helped him get to Nashville, help him get his deal. Um, but they were all – I didn't realize Morgan could play – The piano, but he could, uh, but Ingrid showcased, she's a very pop country. Mm. It's almost like a Sarah McLaughlin of country, but she's just an incredible performer. Of course, Dan and Shay was giving their kudos about her being on tour with them, but, um, I hadn't heard much about her until New Faces. But when I start digging deep, I realized that there'd been a, that she had been on tour with several of these artists but um i think that hopefully with her presence at the new faces that we're going to hear more of her on the radio
0: well will you do me a favor precious as these are new faces and i haven't mm-hmm. heard some of these artists music yet so i can't determine whether they're male or female so it's a little confusing when their names just written down ingrid i'm gonna guess that was a female but yes. when their name is morgan riley and mitchell those names can all kind of go either way so how about some georges and johns and and billy's when it (laughs) comes to male artists and then the females usually have pretty like like precious that's a pretty i don't know any guys named precious
7: (laughs) well i might know a few no just kidding um (laughs) but riley well one of my good friends named her daughter riley so i can see that morgan of course um he of course he was talking about how he got his record deal he got his girlfriend he got engaged he got the girl you know because he's uh, married to Kelsey Ballerini Um, but he's just an incredible artist on his own so and they make it work I mean you know he said he left his family in Australia he left everything behind to pursue his dream of music but him and Kelsey had already met when he was coming up here so I think that the falling in love had already happened but uh, they're just the cutest couple together I wish you could see them. Uh, They are. And I'm glad they fell in love because I was watching some of the video stuff. And I remember when he first got engaged to Kelsey.
0: Well, didn't they meet at the uh, New Faces show?
7: No, they actually met, I think, in Australia.
0: Oh, okay. All right. My apologies. Hey, speaking of another event that happened there, the unofficial kickoff to the Country Radio Seminar each year is the Music Row Meet and Greet and the Music Row Country Breakout Awards held at the Listening Room in Nashville. And we have the winners from this event, the Male Artist of the Year, Luke Combs. Female Artist goes to Carrie Underwood, the duo group of the year old dominion hey riley green the aforementioned riley green is a winner in the breakout artist of the year from the music row meet and greet and the music row country breakout awards smith and wesley win the indie artist of the year songwriter goes to ashley Gourley Gourley, with nine number ones on the music row breakout chart in 2019 alone not bad there ashley Gourley. And the label of the year goes to Capitol Records Nashville. Art assigned to a Capitol Records imprint together had the most spins on reporting radio stations. Congratulations to all those winners. Precious, your thoughts on the awards there, the Music Row Country Breakout Awards.
7: Well, it was a who's who, and I actually was Googling just to make sure I had everything right that we had written down. Mm-hmm. And my name was in Music Row Magazine as someone that in the crowd of the mixers and the minglers Ooh. and the and the, and the networkers by Mr. Robert K. Orman, who's I have loved him ever since I came to town in 1990. I'm a fan of his writing, his music. He tells it the way it is. He uh, reviews singles in Music Row Magazine. He's been there since the inception of the magazine.
0: Since the beginning but, of uh, music.
7: <laughs> yes, we get a music. But he is always just so kind to me and he's just a wonderful person, him and his sweetheart, Miss Mary. But uh Luke wasn't there, of course, and Carrie wasn't there, but they had people there to represent them. Uh, I'm so glad I got to see Ashley get his uh award. Uh, because I had just got saw him two weeks before, yeah, three weeks before at the uh he wrote uh the number one record with uh, or Chris Lane hmm. and so I saw him but you know I, I just love it when good things happen of course Capital of the Real I think that is like the fifth year they've been label of the year um, but it was everybody was there I'm talking who's who a lot of the indie artists that are up and coming I think Josh Galler from The Voice was there and uh, Dallas Remington who is one of the mainstays in Nashville in the songwriting scene had her played the 10 pounds south last year at the Bluebird so it was just a It was just a really good community event with free food. Loved it.
0: (laughs) Got to have the free food. Hey, a quick look at the Billboard Country Airplay's top five for this week and a change atop the top as one group, the Dan and Shay and the Justin, whatever his last name is. (laughs) What's his name? Beaver, yeah, Beaver, the beebs Beaver, yeah, the Beaver. They they, <laughs> they drop out of the number one spot. Number five in the airplay top five is homemade. That's new from Jake Owen. Number four is Kane Brown's Homesick. Three, Make Me Want to from Jimmy Allen. Marin Morris's The Bones is at number two, and your new number one, first week at number one for Sam Hunt and ken folks. When we go, we go to a break now. We got a question for all y'all. And this is Evolution, was the title of the album-certified triple platinum in 2001 for which female artist? We have the answer, and also some Garth Brooks news and Jason Isbell news, all coming back after the break. We'll have that. Stay tuned. This is the Y'all Show.
1: Deep's coming. You know what to do.
2: "'Hey, I'm gonna just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just—you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship.' You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. (laughs) And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. Take advantage of Purple's Snorin' 20 sale and get free sheets and a premium sleep mask when you buy any Purple mattress. That's up to a $158 value. Claim your free premium Purple gifts today by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Data rates may apply.
0: What a set of pipes on that Kansan right there. This is the Y'all Show, and that's one of the great songs from an album. The artist that will have an answer to. She's part of our trivia question here. As we're back with the final segment of this Y'all show on this Wednesday edition, Precious Harris on Music Row in Nashville, Precious with Nashville Musicline.com and I country.com The trivia question. Evolution was the title of the album certified triple album, triple platinum in the year 2001 for which female artist and we're playing one of the great songs from that album right now and that is happy girl precious who is that happy girl that had an album certified triple platinum back in 2001
7: well she was selling t-shirts for garth brooks and she ended up becoming who we know now as miss martina mcbride
0: oh yes a class act And Mm -hmm. what an awesome achievement for her. And she's somebody that needs to get back on the charts. It's been a few years since we've had some Martina McBride music hitting the charts. So note to whoever she's with these days. She used to be with RCA. She may still be with RCA, but love to hear her voice. On country music radio, on this day back in February of twenty-six of nineteen eighty-two, RCA Records Alabama released Mountain Music on that imprint. It was their sixth studio album and was the best-selling album and won the nineteen eighty-two Grammy for Best Country Performance by a Duo or Group. And by the way, if you own a vinyl copy of Mountain Music, check to see if it plays at the correct speed of thirty-three and a third RPM. If it sounds like it's running slow, you might have a collector's item. Early pressings of this album were accidentally mastered at a slower speed. The error was corrected on subsequent pressings. Now, Precious, I know somebody who had to forward that information to you, and it wasn't the label.
7: No, I have a vital, uh, anorak, vinyl head husband <laughs> who, uh, who I guess that's what you call him, right? You're right.
0: He yeah. loves them, he's just a record <laughs> lover.
7: He is. He's been collecting vinyl since 1954,
0: and I was born in 62, so do the math. Mm. Well, <laughs> uh, well, that's a good one. If you have that record and it's actually playing slower than it's supposed to, it's actually a collector's item, the Mountain Music album from Alabama, the sixth studio album for Randy, Teddy, and Jeff and Mark, too, in those days. This week's country music birthday, Sammy Kershaw with a birthday here this week. Today the late great Ralph Stanley would have been celebrating a birthday as he was born in 1927. Ralph died back in 2016. Also I had to cover his unfortunate suicide in 1996, a birthday today for Farron Young who was born in 1932. The, the old sheriff was his nickname also on Thursday, Johnny Cash's birthday. He died back in 2003, Johnny Cash birthday Thursday. And then this weekend, Jason Aldean celebrates a birthday uh, well that's friday when his birthday is i guess none of none of the country artists have a one of those infamous leap year birthdays we got leap day coming up on saturday all right precious garth brooks the guy that martina mcbride used to go around selling t-shirts for the awards keep coming in for Troy garth brooks He's going to receive the library of Congress's Gershwin prize for popular song. And this will be in Washington DC next week, March 4th. The lineup for that show includes his wife, Trisha Yearwood, Keith urban, Chris Stapleton, Kev Moe, Jay Leno, and Garth PBS stations are going to air the show on March 29th. That sounds like a great evening in DC. Can't wait to see that on PBS toward the end of March.
7: Yes. And I'm excited for Garth, Mm. um, you know, and, uh, the one thing about garth who lives about two miles from my house is he is so appreciative of every reward nothing gets old Um uh, the last time i watched him in a seminar and they interviewed him before he took the stage at the Ryman, because the only other time before he had a show at the Ryman, a couple of three years back um he only had never played at the Ryman as an artist ever he only played as part of the conway twitty funeral um or a memorial for him. So he was very emotional when that happened. So for him to go, he thinks the rhyming is just as important as the library of Congress Gershwin prize. So he never, ever puts one thing over the other. They're all equally important to him. Well, and I asked him that in a question about three years ago. So I know that to be a fact.
0: All right. More Garth information to pass along. Garth's going to be part of the annual Bob Kingsley acoustic alley and that was held at the Country Radio Seminar. I don't know if that date – you've got February ninth. That's still to come. That's Saturday. Is that still part of this event? Do you know if this has already happened?
7: No, but there is uh, – there that one right there is a different one. The, yeah, the Boggs Kingsley was last week. Okay. Tonight uh, was – I mean, last night um, – yeah, last night uh, at the Marathon Music Works – It was Ashley Gorley and the Chase McGill, and some of the bigger writers were all at the Marathon Music Works as part of the CMA Songwriters series. Ah,
0: okay. Also, Garth has banked his 36th country airplay number one. And is the first artist to have posted top tens on that chart in four different decades: the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and this decade. As Dive Bar, his collaboration with Blake Shelton, it went up to number eight this week. The song also marks Blake Blake Shelton's 33rd country airplay top ten. So Garth still making great music this side, this time with this song alongside his fellow Oki and blake shelton jason isbell has a connection to the state of alabama and he's a guy who kind of had more success on the kind of pop rock scene before he came to nashville and he's got a new album on the way And this is with his band, The 400 Unit. It's called Reunions. The album comes out May 15th via Southeastern Records and 30 Tigers. But you can go ahead and pre-order your record now. This album was produced by Grammy Award-winning producer Dave Cobb and recorded at RCA Studio A. The album features 10 new songs written by Jason Isbell, including the title track, a song called Be Afraid. That came out mid-February. Reunion is Isabel's seventh full-length studio album from the Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and musician. And in celebration of the l- release, the band's going to tour extensively for the rest of the year, including stops in Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Austin, Texas, with a whole other dates sprinkled in as well. You can pre-order info and get your tour dates at jasonisbell.com. Precious, why are we talking about Jason Isbell here? I know he's got the Nashville connection living there. Is he trying to be more of a country artist right
7: now? Well, not exactly, but uh, because he's almost like the Americana type thing, Mm -hmm. which has got one foot in the Americana chart and one foot in country. Um, But I saw him perform at the – they had a private little get-together, and we were a special guest – at the RCA studio, actually, at Dave Cobb's studio, who Waylon Jennings brought him to Nashville. Uh, So that's another little trivia piece, how did Dave Cobb get to Nashville? But anyway, when he played with his wife on the stage, I mean, I'm looking at Little Nash X, and then I'm looking at, you know, Ludacris with Jason Aldean. And I'm thinking, if you think about it, (laughs) Jason's almost as country as some of the other things that have been influencing and influxing into country music in the last five or six years so he's got one foot on the banana field in americana and one foot on the banana Hill in country yeah that is my music opinion and
0: i think jason is from the florence alabama shoals area
7: and, oh yeah and
0: has a connection there to the yes. the records studios there in in that part of alabama he's won four grammy awards already jason isbell his hometown yep. green hill alabama is 41 years old and his band there back a couple years ago very successful and now the 400 unit also he was a member of drive-by truckers for six years now doing his thing in nashville precious we've come to the end of our party with you this week thank you so much look forward to catching up with you again next week
7: you're, oh, I'm excited. I've got some other things going on the rest of this week. So I'll have some more bits and bobs for you guys next week. Looking so have a to blessed it. week.
0: The maven of Music Row, Precious Harris. Well, thank you all for listening to the Y'all Show. That will put a bow on today's show. Coming up on the Thursday, Y'all Show, we've got an author stopping by. Ed Broco is going to be on to talk about his new book, Trump's Turn, Winning the New Civil War. That ought to be a good conversation. Ed Brodo, a actor he has been in a couple of tv movies and a couple films he's got this book out he's also a guy that is quite the speaker you'll be on with us in our buy the book feature we have sec news coming as well on the thursday y'all show you don't want to miss out on the fun right here on the show that's all about the south this is y'all